what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by the 2019 Foot Candle Film Festival. This year's festival will be held September 27th through the 29th in Hickory, North Carolina. Learn more by visiting footcandlefilmfestival.com. Welcome to Street Circle Drive, your Hickory-centric podcast here on The Mesh. Thanks for joining us this final day of May. The The temperatures have Feels been like July-like, yes, but thank goodness we are in for some cooler weather. And by the time you are hearing this, um, hopefully you will have already enjoyed that cooler weather. That's right. Gotten out and done a little something. I'm Mary Margaret, and as always, I'm here with Moose. Hey. And McNally. Hello. Hello. Um, how you guys doing? Doing great. Better than last time we spoke. This is true. Boy, yeah. have I... It doesn't I... even look like anything happened. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it. I have heard some comments from this show. Right. From that episode, which has been widely talked about. For those of you that were not uh, involved in that episode or know, uh, we, we did an experience episode. We were very excited about it. We were going out to do something in the community and then eat at a place that none of us had ever been before. It was a big deal. Big deal. And then Moose had to go and slice his lip open. Yeah, I did. That's what I did. During our experience yep. at the axe-throwing place. Who would have ever thought that somebody could get hurt at an axe-throwing place? Well, well you were the first uh, one. You were the first one, so clearly that is, nobody I was. thought that. Yep. And probably will be the only one for a while. But probably Moose, hold that I'm, title for a little I while. I will give you some credit because you sliced your lip open. True. We, you know, in our... All the our years of medical school for Mary yes, Margaret and I, I we said clearly. you're fine, don't worry about it. So then the bleeding stopped. Then pretty you quickly, went, nonetheless. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Then we went to have lunch. Yeah. Um, then we came and did the podcast, and I guess your better nature better told you to, to maybe I should check this out. Yeah. And you ended up getting I got I got five stitches in a tetanus shot. In a tetanus shot. So <laughs> Well thank you. I, I will for give that. you credit for, for doing all those things and then getting it checked out to because when we talked about this last time, there was no stitches or anything. We were just like, Yeah, tough it up, you'll be all right. Yeah, suck it up, buttercup, you'll yeah. be all right. So got, put some, rub some dirt rub bit. some dirt on it. I'll just yeah. going. I'll quit give you a little bit a little of credit. Bit. Thanks. Yeah. First, first, write that down. First yeah. time you did say that they even right. mentioned. Do you need plastic surgery? Yeah, uh, we ixnade that real quick. I was like, I'll be okay. This is no. The clearly, lip looks fine. You yeah. need it everywhere else, but the <laughs> lip looks fine. Clearly, you did not need plastic surgery. No, I didn't. Life. Yes. No. <laughs> I um, I'm so glad that you're okay. However, I so enjoyed the the, the conversation that came out of. Oh, for sure. It was it was one of our better podcasts. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. My parents called me and were like, we have just been laughing at that episode. And we've been laughing at Moose so hard. Well, I mean, they didn't didn't come right out and say that, but I can read between the lines. Here's guessing that's not the first time. (laughs) No, they've known me for a while. They've seen me at LR tailgates. They've seen me act a fool. They've known Moose long enough to, to, to be okay with it. And Moose knows them well enough too. Very much so. Um, but no, we are glad that Miss is okay. If you are looking for a good laugh, you definitely should go and listen to the episode um, and and hear what all we did for that day. First of all, it was a great, great day, time. I thought. I had a blast. thought it was a really cool day of stuff we did um, all up until that you know, bloody. Yeah. Well, you and I still laughed. I mean, we're not we did. Take away we from did. That. It was... We did. Uh, there was no denying that, mainly because of Moose's reactions. Yes. I mean, it I was, was like, just, I was like, golly gee, I just got hurt. Yeah, you toughed yeah. it up pretty good. Yeah, thanks. It was really confusing. I mean, I guess we were all kind of really dumbfounded of how you actually pulled it off. I mean, it's not like you were licking the axes to like no. be tough. No. You got it caught on the back of your shirt. <laughs> yeah, no. And then sliced your lip open. <laughs> is, I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been so much worse. Um, my mom brought this to my attention. She's like, oh, you could have lost an ear. She, you could have hit your juggler. You could have put an eye out. You could have knocked your teeth out. I mean, there's a laundry list there. Moms. I mean, I mean Moms. yeah, I kind of was just hoping that you would have, like, shaved off your beard. That would have been like great. That would have been classic. Just one. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just the whole half side. of my beard just completely shaved off. That would have been yeah. funny. That could have made for some good photos. That's right. Well, today is definitely not going to be as dangerous as last week's was. I hope um, not. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we haven't started the conversation yet, but 
But as far as I can tell, it's going to be a pretty um, calm and cool episode. But I am going to let Moose introduce our special guest today. Thank you for that great introduction, Mary Margaret. I appreciate it so much. You are welcome. Street Circle Drive listeners, we're happy to have today Miss Kathy Greathouse. She's the Executive Director of United Arts Council of Catawba Valley, so or Catawba County. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, we're Welcome so glad. Kathy. We're, we're, Kathy's been friends of, of the Mesh for a while and Jackson Creative for a while, and we just appreciate you coming. And, well, I'm happy to. Right. Oh, well, can you tell us just a little bit about uh, the background of the United Arts Council? Sure. The United Arts Council is actually an umbrella organization for 56 nonprofit arts, science, and history groups in Catawba County. And you got to let that sink in. 56. It's a bunch. Nonprofit art, science, and history. That is a bunch. Can you name them all? Uh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. In alphabetical order. Yeah, right. right. I wish I match. could. Right. And I should like be able to. Yeah. That would take the rest of our time together. But uh, they're, it's incredible to have that many. We're really quite fortunate in Catawba County to have groups like that. Not all of them have art, science, and history as their main focus, but all have it as at least part of their, their mission. So, but many of them, that is what they do. And it sure is, it sure makes this county, uh, a place that is set apart from others. Yeah, we're we're real lucky in Catawba County to have just a, such a large swath of organizations such as yours that really just bring the community together and accentuate the arts. And, and it's just it, it's 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 really awesome to see all the great things that you guys are doing. Um, what what so speaking of what are you what are you guys up to over there these days? Well, What's happening? It was kind of, well, we're basically a fundraising and self-granting right. organization, so we get to raise money from our very very generous community and then subgrant it to organizations and then get out of their way and let them do great things I, just this last two weeks i was just thinking on the way over here uh in a little rainstorm by the way the there's a nice half breaking that heat yes um that I have seen The Drowsy Chaperone at the Green Room, directed by one of our Arts Council board members, Bill Morgan. It was phenomenal, hilarious, well done. Last night, my husband and I enjoyed Mamma Mia. Again, I'm going this weekend. Wonderful. You're going to love it. Yes. You can sing along. You can dance. Can't wait. So much fun. We've talked about this before. Moose loves, absolutely loves musicals. I know. It's Moose's, <laughs> do you know, it's like sort of his little secret. Guilty pleasure. Yeah. Oh. That should not be a guilty one. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that is, uh, I love musicals too. Especially when the music Depends on how much he gets into it. I, I, I checked with the guy next to me last night to make sure if I, <laughs> if I started singing it would be okay. He said, oh, yeah, I intend to sing too. So it was fun. And the we have uh, a new symphony conductor starting yes. one last year. We had a fun, fun year with... The Maestro Challenge. That was fascinating. Our Choral Society just got back from Austria, where they performed uh, in a couple of cathedrals. Our art museum is is do, just going great guns with a fairly new executive director. Our science center has a new executive director. So there's a lot of dynamic things going on. Our history groups continue to sort of be the soul of our community and make sure that we that we value what we've had and and value our old buildings so that we look good. And of course, it's not really an arts group, but we're so proud of what's happened in downtown Hickory, what's going to happen. We have public art commissions on several of our uh, incorporated municipalities in the county. There's stuff going on. That's right. It's happening. That's right. The uh, well, I saw pretty recently that there's going to be a big push for more murals downtown. We have that the big one on the side of the former uh, aren't Orange store and uh, one that just went on the side of Hicker Downtown Development Association's office building. And there's another one, the uh, do you what, the Exodus, the Exodus, right? The, oh, right. the Exodus one, right? Yeah, uh, as yeah, well. Absolutely. And there's another one that's trying to go on the side of the wine shop, correct? The Miracle it's of Hickory. In, it's in debate. It's in debate right. well, yeah. on, on okay. location. We're, on location. It, yeah. It's hoped that it'll be in a prominent place yes. downtown. Okay. And that is one of the kind of sites being looked at. Gotcha. Yeah, I think there is a resurgence in the idea of public art um, all over the county, not just in Hickory. And mm-hmm. in fact. Uh, the United Arts Council 
has applied for a grant from Z. Smith Reynolds Foundation for a public arts installation in Ridgeview honoring mm-hmm. the 1964 Ridgeview High School football team called the Untouchables. Go Untouchables, yeah. Right. That's a great story. Yeah. This is the most amazing story. So we, if we get that grant, it'll be a $50,000 grant to do something pretty great at the Sam Davis Field, which is their old, the field that they played on, named after their coach, Sam gotcha. Davis Jr. So, yeah, I think public art in whatever form, sculpture, mural, installation of other kinds is – is definitely a thing that's at the front of the community agenda right now. Mm-hmm. I love that. As I, it should be. As yeah. it should be. And, you know, even just uh, where we have city walks and greenways mm-hmm. to have art installations along the way is is pretty great. It, it brings people to your community. Well, it sure you does. Know, for a while there was the bench the benches. art, Absolutely. which, you know, it's been a while since those have been the, the hot topic, but... Those were kind of Hickory's claim there for a little while. That's right. And um, just like Caldwell County has all the sculpture artwork, right? You know, that's kind of their thing right now. And so I love thinking that Hickory's can have a little bit more of this resurgence of their thing. I know. I love it too. I think it'd be cool. I have this sort of fantasy that that we'll have murals everywhere all over it would be amazing and that we would have a map that would be a mural trail that people could come uh cultural tourism is a big part of what we think about that kind of creative economy Mm -hmm. so um you got you know we've got things that draw people we we did an economic impact study that a group called the jackson group helped us uh Decipher. You might have heard of them. Heard of them. And uh, a guy named Alan Jackson is on our board. But um, yeah, we found out a lot of interesting things for our economic impact state. But we found out people come here for arts events. Nice. And they spend money. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> That's important. At restaurants, yes. at hotels, at yeah. gas stations. Yeah. That impact is large. I mean, you that you can definitely you can't put a number to it. Actually, I, I can. You can. Forty nine point seven million dollars generated annually in um, in 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 economic activity in Catawba, in Catawba County annually. Annually, wow! I can okay. do it because we did the economic impact study. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so is there anything that you can tell us that you believe from being pretty much an insider on the arts community, right? Of uh, is there anything that's up and coming that maybe we should be aware of of some goals or things that are about to happen or um, plans inside scoop inside scoop. anything you can divulge? Wanna, yeah, well, you know our group just between the four of us. <laughs> well, I mean, if Kathy thinks so, well, then no, it's just y'all don't tell anybody. Right, right. I <laughs> no, no I, I think. We're pretty transparent, and I think the the big thing was the uh, one of the big things mm-hmm. was the maestro challenge yes. that we had these four conductors coming in. The whole community got very very engaged in that, and so that was a real a real boon to the to the music the music that part of the music scene the symphony. Is that normal? I'm sorry to interrupt, but is that normal to hold a challenge like this, where uh, in a community, or where you know, was this different? I don't know. I don't okay. know the answer to that, but I do know that because we have dynamic leadership mm-hmm. at the symphony and Ingrid Keller, and that that she, whether she conceived it or if if she saw it somewhere else, it was the right thing for yeah. for Catawba County. People just loved it. And that young leadership that she exemplifies, we're seeing it in our, some of our other organizations. And um, it, I'll tell you, that's the thing I'm, I'm seeing on the horizon is young people really being at the table in our cultural organizations. Young people are being recruited to our boards. They're taking over at the helm of organizations. Uh, they're making decisions that are really good. They're showing us older people the the new ways to do things, and we are eager to learn those. We're eager to hear. It's very stimulating, very exciting. I think that's a two way street, though. You know, it, you, bringing new blood in is 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 uh, pivotal to any organization and any community. Uh, but also having learned experience is also there too. So that basically, I hate to use the word synergy, but the, those two things coming together that that's 
good things to come for our There's for our a community. lot of yeah. truth to that. There's for a lot sure. to that. It's interesting to watch. People of a certain age have said for years the younger people need to take over. We need the younger people to take over. Well, when the younger people take over, things change. They need to know how to do it, too. Things. Yeah, and, and they they do things a little differently. And it's, you know, it's it's actually been great. We We do not live in a community where people say, it has to be done this way because it's always been done this way. We don't live in that kind of community. Thank goodness. No doubt. Mm-hmm. We, Absolutely. We have, we are a very, you know, we are a very creative community. I, I think yeah. we, in a way, haven't celebrated that side of ourselves. I think there's always. a lot of talent here, too. So much. You know, in so many different ways. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I see it so much in, in the theater productions. Yes. But I definitely see them in the symphony and the choral society and our, our uh, you should when you see the seasons for next year for the theaters it's going to be pretty amazing that's awesome hickory it's community awesome. theaters opening with hair yes no and i had heard of that and how yeah. exciting you know i remember several years ago um when they did rent yes and was that so was good. it was Fantastic. Fantastic. And, you know, that's that's not a play that you put on in a, or a musical that you put on in a sleepy town. No. Right? You really don't. You can't. No. You, you can't don't. pull it off at that. No, you don't. It's, and, been, it's been wonderful. The the drowsy chaperone at the green room was un, really quite unbelievable. It was, I thought, Broadway Broadway worthy. It was just so, so good. That is cool. So we, we really are fortunate. Very cool. Tell us um, a little bit about the salt block. So, you know, for, again, for people maybe not as familiar mm-hmm. or maybe they know about, they just don't dive into it quite as much. And I know your offices are over there. We are. Um, but what's it like to be a part of that environment? It's amazing. It's amazing. We, we, the salt, the salt block opened as the art center of Catawba Valley in April of 1986. And, uh, y'all weren't born yet, but I, <laughs> yes, we were. thank you very much. Yes, for that. We were. But I went to the opening and I walked in and I said, I'm going to work here someday. Huh. And it was two years later that I went to work there. It was a, a aging high school building falling in. The roof was caving in and Harley Shuford senior thought it could be a home for the art museum and the science center. And he paid out of his own pocket to have the roof repaired. And since then, the you know we opened for just the art museum and science center in 86 with office and rehearsal space for the symphony and choral society and offices for the arts council but that's all and i think even mr schuford visionary that he was couldn't have seen what was going to happen mm-hmm. later the you know in i think uh it was 99 that the planetarium aquarium mm-hmm. uh, i mean i'm sorry that the um Patrick Beaver Memorial Library was built. Mm-hmm. And then in the mid-2005, around when the Planetarium Aquarium came along, and our offices moved to a building called the West Wing Building. From the main, We moved from the main building to the West Wing Building about five years ago. And suddenly this block is hopping with about a half a million visitors a year, mm-hmm. counting the library and, and the public places, the destination places, which are the Art Museum and the Science Center. And, I mean, every school child grows up, every school child in the region, not just in Catawba County, grows up making at least annual visits there. People bring their children, their grandchildren. People who went to high school there feel such a connection. But it is, to me, kind of the cultural center of the county. Even though we have some other really incredible venues, that one just kind of sets apart as as a real center for activity it's like a campus i mean it's, it really it is. is you can go and spend the day out there you doing stuff easily. with your family you could yeah there's places to bring a picnic to right. enjoy we have a food truck that comes on wednesdays at lunch which is really fun mm-hmm. there are other wonderful venues but most of them are places that have programming at night or you know the salt block is a place that's open tuesday through sunday the only day we're close to the public is monday yeah. So it's, it's, it, you know, it's like, it's, there's not anything like it anywhere close by. I mean, Lincoln Center in New York City is like that. But, oh, well, you know, right. and, I mean, and I'm sure, you know, we're every bit as wonderful. So, <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, it's, it's just, we're just pretty spectacular. 
Absolutely. Very cool. I know we've had a previous guest beforehand to come and talk about the arts and you know, theater and whatnot and opportunities for children. And there's always been, you know, evolving, whether it's finances or just change in, in perception in what is allowed and available for students, especially in public schools. Mm-hmm. How, how does your group and the organizations that you support work to help fill in those gaps and, and kind of coordinate efforts in not only we talked a lot about the the consumption of the arts but what about the actual not necessarily training but training involvement mm-hmm. participation in the arts yeah i think i think that's important and you're right it's you know budgeting in the schools has gotten kind of tricky it used to be you could count on the schools coming to the salt block Buses and buses and buses. And, you know, certainly that's a little more difficult. That that still happens Mm -hmm. quite a bit. But um, I think what our groups have started thinking more and more about and what we encourage with our funding is outreach. You know, they go to the school. The Mm -hmm. symphony goes to the schools. Um, Or recently the symphony did a program called Link Up that we help fund where all the schools came one day to Pete Monroe Auditorium at Lenoran University for uh, a concert. I would say very. we've had to find very creative ways. Mm-hmm. Now, there are summer camps at both Science Center, the uh, Art Museum, and the Green Room. I know we all have summer camps for kids. Shakespeare and camp. And that, the Shakespeare <laughs> camp at Green Room, that is a big deal. It's a legendary one, yep. yeah. And those are, are things that... Um, you know, are just critical. I think you expose, I think the arts should be kind of like McDonald's. You know how McDonald's exposes kids to Happy Meals and then they have a customer for life. Well, we have to expose our kids to arts, theater, music, at a young age, and then they'll be a consumer, and it's for much life. healthier. So that's it's, it's even way, way healthier. Nothing against McDonald's. <laughs> I like their French fries a lot, but Ooh. it's uh, no, that's a good good thing. We actually, the guest Michael was talking about, which I'm sure you're very familiar with, is Molly Bass. Oh God, and she was on here talking about some of the efforts you know that we'd she'd like to see or things that are happening, yes. and you know we know it's a, a struggle, but. Um, Luckily, we have a lot of these organizations that are at least focused on anything arts in Catawba County, right? You know, I mean, yes. that's it's it could be such a wide range of things. But I know that the United Arts Council, just um, from being involved in the community, I've seen seen your name as a sponsor on a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, events, activities, functions, whatnot. And not that I believe everybody has to donate money to be good people. It's not that it's, I still think it's important that you guys are putting a face out there to this. And, um, so, so talk to me a little bit about really just your end game, not, not the end game, but you know what I mean? Like, where are you guys, where are you guys working with this? Where do you want to be with it? And, and what's the, what's the goal, the purpose and mission of that? It's funny. And and I want to say, because you mentioned Molly, who is one of my favorite (laughs) people, um, that we depend a lot on volunteers. Molly is a volunteer. Yes. And we depend a lot on volunteers. Our organizations are run as lean and efficiently mm-hmm. as possible. And one of the things our economic impact study showed, in fact, to my mind, it showed that we spend less than organizations in other communities our size, but we generate more hmm. economic activity. That tells me that some of our younger leaders are going to need to be paid a little better in order to stay. And and we want to keep them. But we do depend on volunteers, too, and we have a a wonderful volunteer force in Catawba County. You know, I used to say, and I think I still think beneath it all, that my my bottom line goal is to have artists living and working in this community. And I think strong cultural organizations are part of that happening. But I think about the energy and the excitement that artists living and working. I would love to see street musicians. I love street musicians. I would like to see art galleries all over town. I would love to see murals. I would like to be able to say to an artist, here's X dollars and a wall, Mm -hmm. paint something. And just make, there's a vibrancy about that, that um, you can feel it when the Friday night, live music downtown that Bob Sinclair Mm -hmm. organizes, 
it's that feeling. It's hard to put into words. But our end game is for our organizations to be strong and for artists to want to live and work here. A while back, the um, a long probably while many years ago, the chamber at some brainstorming session came. Somebody came and said, "Well, our slogan is we make things." And I thought, "That's it. We do make things here. We make furniture. Mm-hmm. We make art. We make fiber optics. We make mm-hmm. music. We make textiles. We make pottery. We uh, we we make things here, mm-hmm. and we're that kind of community. We celebrate that. We celebrate all that. As we've seen, the Hickory and Catawba County government all say, you know, makers and doers, and, right? And they own it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they. I think our we are." have very progressive local government in in all our municipalities and in in our county we're pretty another way we're fortunate yeah we're ninth ninth in the state in per capita local government funding for catawba county really yeah that's pretty i mean we rank right behind people who get hotel motel tax dollars so we're we have a very generous we have a local government that i would say gets it supportive yeah Yeah. well how do you in your mind you talk about having artists live here and in various roles i've had that's always been a discussion especially in a downtown area Mm -hmm. that typically where we are in that i mean we're hickory being urban but we're surrounding that Mm -hmm. semi-urban semi-rural so and not to point fingers at at landlords but how does that work does that look like a, a a landlord that's has a space that can downstairs could be a gallery upstairs is relatively rough finished housing i mean well, how, do, how do yeah mm-hmm. how do we how do how is that what's the tipping point to get that started i you know i think it could look like that i think it could also look like a a, a totally different neighborhood that's not downtown that becomes okay. kind of an arts district there was a group that was real interested in the olinor olinor road yeah. corridor and there's affordable housing there and there's empty warehouse space so there's opportunity there it could look like downtown newton it could look like downtown catawba Mm -hmm. it it could look a lot of different ways we were in sarasota florida recently and there was a whole several block neighborhood that i think must have been owned by a non-profit that then sold all the houses in this neighborhood and they sold the houses back or possibly leased them back i'm not really sure to artists and artists were encouraged to paint their houses bungalows artists was were encouraged to paint them um any color they wanted to so of course there's lime green and fuchsia and cobalt (laughs) yellow and wonderful colors and they had to live and work there so they had to have have their workspace their cell space and then one night a month they have an art crawl in that community and and it's killer cool plus apparently halloween night there is the place to go to trick-or-treat i bet (laughs) i bet well you know what i think hickory actually has some areas that could very easily morph into something like that right if there were some discussions about it but just thinking of the landscape of the area there's definite possibilities there yeah i think maybe somebody could set up a nonprofit Mm -hmm. and and do it in a uh, an area and kind of it would be nice to have a space for us to work that's a big where a big warehouse where because, you know, sometimes welding or pottery involves things that you don't want to do maybe inside mm-hmm. your house. But mm-hmm. just, I don't know, there's all kinds of possibilities. And and I frankly see Catawba County as open to that. Uh, I don't know where it could be or who could do it, but, but I see us as open to that. Certainly, downtown Hickory is an awesome place, and there are all the upstairs. I, I suspect that for any neighborhood to really take off you've got to have a grocery store yeah right right so and i hope i would like to see us get a hotel in downtown hickory same so i keep hearing that you know we, we, yeah we've we, heard we, yeah we've heard, we've heard the rumblings boutique too. hotel yeah. would be kind of killer yeah, good. my friend who lives in greenville south carolina that's all of our muse they how mm-hmm. we all want to be says that hickory will, will really grow when there's a hotel i agree um now, this might be difficult because I'm not, I don't want you to pick your favorite child. Oh. But 
What are some of your favorite art-based events that Hickory does? Not not Hickory putting on, right. but that happen in Hickory. That happen around. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you would recommend or share to anyone listening? Well, I really like folk art. So the folk art festival mm-hmm. in Newton, this the first weekend in October, I really like. I always enjoy the Coral Society Christmas concert. That's a pretty yes. big deal. Yes. I love that. I, I'm, my husband, I love theater and choral music, so mm-hmm. we probably tend to that. Uh, I like any outdoor concert, and I think it's especially kind of wonderful when the symphony and the choral society do something outside, and they get two or three thousand people who come, mm-hmm. and it's people who are for maybe it's their first exposure to the symphony mm-hmm. or the choral society, and I think that builds, and I love it when there are young people there. I love to just walk around the art museum when there's a. a an exhibit, a new exhibit, there's always an opening, and they're fun to go to, but it's also fun to walk around just on your own and really look mm-hmm. and, and take it in. I, I always enjoy that. How just, about that blow-up exhibit uh, they had recently? So fun. How so amazing cool. was that? John Carfagno, who's executive director, actually gave the Arts Council staff a private tour of that, and we felt like we were in heaven. <laughs> it was awesome. When my grandson, my 14-year-old grandson comes, we always make the Science Center a, a stop mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah, I, there are so many things yeah. to choose from. There, there's you know the sites around the the historic sites like the Bunker Hill Cover Bridge mm-hmm. and Murray's Mill that are pretty uh, unique to our community. I think there's only one other cover bridge in North Carolina, and it's in my home county, Randolph County. Huh. But um, but I don't think it's the original like ours is. Oh wow! So. Yeah, and even those places, you know, the historical places have you know at least every time i go there i feel like and i i'd I'd like to think of myself as a more art-minded person but every time i go there i feel like i'm uh the the organization that's running it has done such a good job of preservation education and then you know the the uniqueness of something you know the quilts i've seen made on site the digs that they've done where they've pulled up stuff from around the area so you're getting to see the the historical items you know they found in the ground which i just think is so cool it it is and that's a nice thing is to enjoy those historic sites and then to go to something kind of contemporary like the foot kindle film festival which is amazing and the arts council was part of that funding from the start the visiting writer series that brings in incredible authors and a, a group of young men founded something called the Hickory Playground. Mm-hmm. And that'll happen the last weekend in July where I think 10 maybe writers come together and maybe 30 actors and they write a play within 24 hours or 48 hours. They write a play, rehearse it, and perform it. There are 10-minute plays. That's one of the most interesting, challenging stimulating, enlightening things I've seen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So one of the questions that we, or I personally ask a lot of the, our podcast guests is if you had a magic wand and you could just wave that thing and make our community to, to your liking, if you will, uh-huh. what do you think would be that, would that be that for you? Um, there are so many things, but one of the things that I hear talked about a lot, and there, I don't know that there's any plan for it, but is for a, a larger performing arts center that would just be a performing arts center. Pete Monroe Auditorium is fantastic, but it is Lenoran's venue, and, and Lenoran does and should get first dibs on it. Though they really accommodate a lot of things in the community that are great and kudos to Lenore on my alma mater for that go bears go bears same same right (laughs) but um a performing arts center of i don't know how many seats it would have p Monroe has 1400 so i I think it might have more than that i'm not sure but i'm just envisioning more with my magic wand absolutely which uh, which comes with unlimited money it does absolutely (laughs) and i think it would be in the center of the county not you know, uh, it would be very accessible from Interstate 40, I would think. And it would be beautiful. It would be a beautiful space. And maybe we'd get Broadway touring shows, and we'd certainly get 
you know, uh, perform musical acts and I don't know. I, I I think and I think it would probably end up being the home for some of our uh, musical groups like the symphony and the yeah. society. I think it would be spectacular. We do too. Make it happen. Yeah, with, with your go. wand, magic wand. Oh, we're behind you. Do you have that magic wand? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's on back order for, through Amazon. <laughs> we're working on it. We're working yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can find out all kinds of information at archkataba.org. You can also um, donate from that from that website as well. Um, you know, wh- wh- how can people get involved? Is donating the best way? Is volunteering the best way? I'd say yes. both. Both, yes. 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 <laughs> yes and yes and yes. Our, our United Arts Fund that we conduct annually supports eight of the larger uh, arts, science, and history organizations, all of whom need volunteers. And volunteers are just the backbone of our groups. It's one of the reasons we they are all, including the Arts Council, are so lean and efficient is because we, de- we depend on volunteers. And volunteers bring a breadth of knowledge, too, mm-hmm. and experience that we draw upon. So pl- I encourage you to volunteer. If you would like to know about some volunteer opportunities, go to artscatawba.org and email us, and we'll hook you up with whoever you're interested in. Excellent. Thank you so much, Kathy, for joining us. Absolutely. Well, fun. Well, good. I'm glad. I hope you'll stick around for the next couple minutes. We will be reviewing a local restaurant. Was it the one you said you went to when you got cut that you said you'd never been to before? <laughs> no. One. That was last the... week. We okay. went to our, our last episode. That? that was John Boy's in Ridgeview. I want to, Oh. I Have you been there? Me. No, but I want to go. Well, you should. It's great. It's oh, we'll go no, back. it's real yeah, good. We, we go back. We'll let you know. Oh, good. Let me know because I want to go. Wings, hot dogs, sandwiches. Love me a good hot dog. Check, check, check. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, definitely check out John Boys um, next time we're out that way. Hello, this is Chris from the Foot Candle Film Podcast. Are you interested in promoting your business to an online audience? Your ad could be right here. Consider advertising on the Mesh Podcast Network. Head over to themesh.tv for details. Before we talk about the restaurants, um, let's real quick get a rundown from Moose on the Mic about some events That's right. happening. Yeah, we always like to keep the our listeners abreast of all the happenings that are going on in our area. Uh, first, we'll start with the music that's going on right now. The Hard Hat Series is ongoing currently. Uh, June 7th, Bob Sinclair and the Big Deals, who was mentioned earlier in the podcast, is going to be uh, gracing their presence at uh, the Hard Hat Series. J- June 14th, Moon Pie. June 21st, the Jacktown Ramblers, and June 28th is Alexa Rose. And this this is a, a a new event that is basically in lieu of the sales series. And the stage is going to be located is located at uh, the Hickory Station parking lot across the street from the post office. So y'all check that out. Uh, Saturday, uh, June 15th, Tunes and Trade Alley. The music's going to be all afternoon in Train Alley parking deck. Uh, music from 2:30 to 9. So y'all get to check that out as well. Um, Retroactively, we hope you guys came to the June first event this downtown, which is tomorrow. It was a good day. Yeah, I hope you guys had a great time because we sure did. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, just the city walk summer celebration. That's right. Uh, Actually, the sales uh, series comes back in September. Uh, September sixth is the first event, and it's going to run every Friday in in that month. So, y'all go check that out. Um, And also, since our our friend Kathy is here, um, you can also head over to artscatabi.org and. And in the, uh, I believe it's the, and just about on every page, there's a calendar that says today in Catawba County. And you can look at all the different things that are happening in our area that you can click on and it'll give you directions and all, and all that good stuff. For instance, you can you click on the Mamma Mia app or I'm a Mia section there it'll click to uh, the the place where you need to go see it the Hickory Community, Community Theater can't talk today for some reason and uh, yeah get so excited. Get excited I don't know, I'm really excited there's uh, all, all kinds of stuff going on the butterfly exhibits going on right now at the Science Center so there's a whole bunch to do in Catawba County Hickory in particular so y'all check it out get out of your house get out your house That's like right. it all right on we go now. On we go. This to everyone's favorite portion of Street Circle Drive is the restaurant review section. So, it's as a, a, is that official? It's everyone's favorite part. It is. <laughs> awesome. All of us. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, because we get to it's enjoy all of the food. Us, right. 
But uh, for those of you listening at home that are not familiar, we like to eat, first of all. We like to, we, we consider mm-hmm. ourselves foodies, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of sort of all varieties. Of, of all food. <laughs> but we do like to hit up some of the maybe lesser known spots in town. Some are more, no, I mean, you know, it depends. But we do love a dive. We do love a dive or a diner or something like that. And ones that you drive by, don't even think about. Absolutely. One's off the beaten path. Absolutely. So we are today. Uh, Michael, I'm going to let you lead us into this. All right. So today's um, excursion of the culinary world took us to Kiriko. 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 Exclamation point. So for those not familiar with the, uh, the translation, it's not why Rico, it's how rich. Right. We kind of <laughs> thought it was why. Why? Rico. Like, yeah. Obviously, I'm. Why? <laughs> Senorita Ang would not be pleased <laughs> right. with uh, some loose interpretations of Kerico. <laughs> so that's all right. She gave me an F anyway. So <laughs> F-A. I earned it. So Kerico, located in Viewmont. Yep. At the site of Crazy Grill. Thank you. I was sitting there trying to, you know, rest in peace, Crazy you, Grill. You blocked that we out of your memory. We put them under last time. So, um, right next to Dante's, Center Street Eats, mm-hmm. all those wonderful Hickory establishments that we've also... Given high, high ratings given to. Given high ratings to. Um, Crazy Grill. Hmm. For so, you locals, this is the old Max's. Yes. And sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. It's just—it's been all sorts of things, like it most has. hickory places. Um, so, tater, yeah. Fun fact: Thank you. Moose's father-in-law used to run sweet potatoes back in the day. Really? Roasted tater? No, sweet potatoes. But roasted tater was what was that? Was the one that was there? This spot. Roasted tater. That's right. Roasted tater. That's right. It was roasted tater. You said sweet potatoes. Though. No, yeah, I did. He said sweet potatoes. God, he said I forgot it. Why, Rico? Roasted tater is now. Hey, why, Rico? Hey, Moose. Hey, <laughs> Moose. Why you? Why you interrupted my segment, Moose? Why? Yes, that yeah. makes sense. K. 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 What? But anyway, so we did. We, we did go to Crazy Slippery Grill. Slip. We went to Crazy Grill in a previous episode. Yes, they and, didn't and get our highest rating. Show this was the lowest rating we have given someone. Yeah. And you know we may have reason to believe that they closed right after we gave them this rating. I think we're giving Just ourselves saying. a little too much power, Just but saying. yes. Our hundreds of listeners rioted in the streets. Yep. Just letting people know. Moose put that on his resume. Let's what just put it that way. What type of course we have. So maybe so, you think when we walk through the door. Kerico. Okay. We went today to visit, and one of our biggest mm, deterrents of Crazy Grill was the hodgepodge of menu, where it was hot dog, some Mexican dishes. And I think actually it said international. They had Italian food too, didn't they? Pasta. They had pasta. <laughs> Soups. Soups. It's crazy. Salads. And I'm just one of those. If you try to be everything to everybody, you probably won't be much to anyway. anyone. So we went today, and I will say it. You know, it has the same inside look and feel. The menu was well. One, it was just better presentation of the menu and what yes. they offered. Yes. Still pretty good. Uh, Wide selection, but very more focused on Mexican and Latin. But, I mean, it's all listed under, like, in a Mexican restaurant style. But they would specifically say, you know, you saw Venezuelan uh, and a couple other, you know, Latin-inspired dishes. Well, they do call themselves a Latin fusion restaurant. Which can be very confusing to most, even us. We can get into that in a minute. Right. Okay. So we went and um, I guess we we ordered a little bit of a selection. Of course, I ordered enough for a few people, but somebody's got to speak somebody's for the people. Do it. Yeah. Doing it for the people. You gotta, you gotta. So gotta that's give them a fair shot. Me, my cardiologist, and I do this for you, Hickory. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> so definitely don't do it for your wallet. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I ordered because I like to think of myself as a, an expert. Yes, absolutely. And the Cuban sandwich. Mm-hmm. I ordered a Cuban sandwich, and I ordered a burrito. Because clearly. why not? <laughs> because clearly 
that goes together. <laughs> but I had a side of chips. It is and a salsa fusion. Cassie. It I, is fusion. I, I see it Kathy over here giving herself, you know, CPR because she's worried about what's going to happen to me in the coming months. This podcast is sponsored by Hickory Cardiology. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yet, but it came with a side of chips and salsa that I shared with my friends. Yes. So uh, it, you know, it's I didn't double side and and I had water. It's like the people that go to McDonald's, like we talked about earlier, and they get everything, but they get a Diet Coke. Okay, I'm in, I'm in that, that ballpark. Yeah, most people have. That's why we all laugh at ourselves. So, got the burrito, and I just got chicken. It really was. Pick your meat, pick a bean, and then rice, cheese, cilantro, sour cream, whatnot. It's very basic. Um, good. It was light. It wasn't overly, you know, sometimes you could walk out of those and just be weighed down, very heavy. This was good. Cuban sandwich is not going to make my top 10. Ooh, top 10. Not even yeah, top 10. Not okay. top 10. Okay. Um, and then and I've never been to Cuba, and I'm sure there's a lot of really good Cuban sandwiches down there. But you do love your Cuban sandwiches, and usually if we're at a place that has it, you will get I, I have a hard time right. passing. So, and so, I mean, I think you have a are given a fair... Yes. This one was, you know, the bite... The, it was a sweeter bread, which, okay, it had sweet pickles... The mustard either wasn't on the sandwich or it was had just not strong enough. The the barbecue on it with the pork is good and the ham was fine. The Swiss, I mean, it's pretty basic standard, but you've got to really set the sandwich apart by the pickle and the mustard, in my opinion. And it just didn't. But at the same is time, it's not pickle, a. Is sweet pickle normal on a Cuban? You know, that's a good question. I always like a little bit more of the dill, dill and, okay. and just keep. I thought that. it was like a yellow pepper, like a almost like a. Banana pepper? pepper? Like a pepperoncini yeah. type thing. No, it's, Cuban. it's pickle. It's pickle. Okay. Yep. Trust I mean, me. you're the expert. I don't know I'm that I've ever had a Cuban sandwich. It's all right. I've had them for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> today. You're safe. I'm, I am covered. I've sniffed a lot. It was very greasy. Your... I mean, I know y'all saw me. I was sitting there. I was having a hard time with that as well. I believe the, the term you used was sweet and greasy. <laughs> sweet and greasy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what I God, said. I said it was like give anything like good. Like Moose's sweet. first girlfriend. Oh God, <laughs> she was sweet and a little crazy. Oh gosh, just took it to another level. I digress. Mary Margaret, what did you yeah. have at this wonderful adventure? <laughs> so I thought that since their menu now appeared to be way more Mexican focused, um, which is great. I love Mexican food. Mexican food, and and really have a hard time finding something I don't like. But um, I went with a kind of a standard, yeah, just because what else can we measure against then, right? So I ordered the ACP, um, arroz con pollo, <laughs> right? Arroz con pollo. Okay. And so I, uh, I ordered that. I was ordering the lunch portion because it's lunchtime. So I thought... McNally has I no idea what, what you're talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> On the different portion sizes? <laughs> Correct. Portions? What are portions? So I I ordered from... Because they do have a special lunch menu. Um, there were three versions of the arroz con pollo for you today. You could have had the main entree. Yes. The Friday special, which is $7. Yes. Main being 8 And the lunch was 6 So I know. And, you know, so here's my thinking, was that the regular entree was like dinner size, right? That's what you would think. And then the, the special on Friday, I thought... Surely that's just a discounted cost. It was only a dollar off, you know, which I'll take it. And then there was the lunch portion, which was $2 less than the entree. So I just thought that was the smaller portion. And so that's what I ordered was the smaller portion. It comes, turns out, <laughs> K. Rico says, lunch portion means you don't get everything on the dish. You get rice and chicken. It was straight up. Oros. <laughs> Con pollo. Oh, yeah. there was no, no E at the end of that? No E. There was <laughs> there were no peppers or onions, which, you know, usually you get ACP somewhere and you have to say, like, no onions or light onions or whatever, mm-hmm. or they're asking you that, right? Um, and so there were no vegetables on there whatsoever. Now, here's what fooled me. And it said pineapple on the uh, entree one, too. And pineapple. Okay. So what? here's what got me was that... They had a picture of ACP, like, on the menu. On the lunch side, there's a picture of ACP, and it has peppers and onions in it. So that's why I ordered it. But nowhere did it say lunch portion means you just don't get any vegetables. (laughs) So um, 
that was that was a little frustrating. Um, so I actually asked her about it, and she said, "Would you like the vegetables?" I said, "Yes, please." She took it back and she brought it back with peppers on it. So no onion, no pineapple, a little bit of cheese. They tossed it again, I think, and that was about it. Um, it was on a bed of that orangish rice. I don't know what it's called. Mexican fried rice. Is it? But it didn't have any veggies in it. Yeah, it, that's the common theme. I know, right? I got a no veggie dish, clearly. <laughs> but it was, um, you know, a lot of places have like, it's got like little corn and peas, yeah, peas and, and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And this had nothing. So it was just that rice. And I will admit, if we're being completely honest, and Michael witnessed it, I had to pull a piece out of my mouth as I was eating because the edges were all hard around the entire rice dish. Right. Um, that's very disheartening to me because... It's not paella. Like right. paella, like if, they, if <laughs> you're going to say it's paella, you're going to get a little crunch. I can get a little crunch, but this is rice. Right. And um, so, yeah, so the chicken was fine. The sauce was fine. That that was pretty normal. They did good when they did put peppers on it. The peppers were grilled just fine. Um, and so that was fine. But I, so, the, the so rice... So fine? It was... It was uh, yeah. So crunchy rice and... Lack of veggies, kind of, kind of disappointing. I did eat a couple of your chips and salsa, even though you're welcome. Let's all remember, I did order them as a side on mine. And we only got one. We only got one, and we got. I ordered a side of black beans because I do enjoy black beans. But I am hundred hundo p convinced <laughs> that this is out of a can. Moving on, Moose. Mm-hmm. What'd you have? Um. I'll put a little ray of sunshine on this. Um, I had two chicken tacos. They were corn tortillas, shredded chicken taco, cilantro, and onion. Just, you know, the standard authentic-style Mexican tacos uh, that come with double corn tortillas. So you can, you know, make a little mess and then put the rest of it back on the second one. (laughs) I got to figure it out. Rice, uh, rice, white rice, and black beans out of can. It it, it was was good. I mean, it was just, it was okay. It was good. Or I, it was okay. I, it was just okay. The the chicken tacos were real good. Yeah. You Rice did. and beans were were garbage. Agreed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. okay. Another level. I had okay. to, I had to douse them with that that salsa. That green salsa, which, which was good though. I'll have to admit that 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 salsa is good. Now I'm going to preface or uh, not preface, but I'll um I'll, I'll say this like. If you're going to put a Mexican restaurant on the same street as El Paso, you best come correct because El Paso is the best. Like let's just. Let's just let's 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 put it out. Let's put it out there. Put it out there on one twenty seven. On one twenty seven. Yes. Yeah. So we've like, been to Isabella's. Oh, yeah, Isabella's knocks it out of the park. Like that, that's must my downtown Mexican spot. The one twenty seven. Um, if you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be right beside. Yeah, you you got to come with it. Yeah. So anyway, um, it, it was good. I would eat there again just because it's so close to my house. But I, I don't know, McNally. What what would you give it on score? I'm going to go with a six and a half out of ten. Wow. Okay. There's not much in the ambiance. Yeah. They don't, um, have their, they don't have their, they don't have, they don't serve beers either. I saw that. But they have a sign that says they do, but then in the back it said they didn't. So. Yeah. There's a, there's a back side of the menu. I mean, you were trying to some... drink at lunch, not me. I mean, last time I drank at lunch, I got an ax to the face. Okay. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a menu on the back of, there was a section on the back of the menu that had some pretty fantastic looking margaritas mixed drinks, yeah. and mixed drinks on there, but they don't have a license yet, but they don't have an ABC license yet, which I get it. You, I get it, but they've been open for a while. You, okay. That's the thing. <laughs> we did not, um, we purposely have not gone there in a while because of our, our past experiences. So, I mean, they've been open for a while. So I was a little curious about that because some of those drinks did look good. Sure. Um, I totally would have had one, but couldn't do it. Um, I give K Rico a a five out of ten. Okay, so I guess it's my turn. Um, okay, okay, is it? Um, on the moose scale seven, I give it a solid four and a half out of seven. Yeah. So I mean, we're, but we're ba- we're basically all right there. Here's the, here's the question of the day: Is it just the same restaurant as Crazy Girl with a different name and a new menu? Is it the same people? You think? I I don't know. I'd put my money on yes, but yeah. at the same time, I'll give them credit for whether they were told this or not for honing in on the menu. Streamlining the menu. Well, they listen to the podcast, obviously. 
that was a definite must was for them to clean up that mini, which they did. That mm-hmm. was our biggest complaint. That was my in biggest the last yeah. episode. It just sets um, them up for failure, regardless of how good one meal is, because they right. can be different every time. The service was fine today, except for the lack of confidence we felt like this person had. <laughs> Everything was sort of a question when it came out of their mouth. K? K? It was like my nine-year-old if she was serving us. Yeah, I, I think so. Question. We kind of asked a question and she'd be like, uh, Do you want some water? Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like we had our empty water glasses on the edge of the table waiting for them to anything? be refilled. And water. She was like, water? Yeah. She's like, you guys need anything? And we kind of all look at our water glasses and she's like, would you like some water? Well, yes. Yes, we would. Thank you very much. But... That's the past server and me coming out, you know, so fair enough. Um, I think there's potential there. I don't know what it is. I don't know how they get to it. I think that's a tough spot. And, and I, I think Lewis hit the nail on the head. I, I think, you know, it's not like that restaurant's not accessible because some of the other restaurants that have been there have been fantastic. But Crazy Girl and K Rico have not been one of them. Yeah, they're, they're not. And, you know, and that's the reason we went back there. I've been pushing to go back to this place ever since they changed names. We're like, you know, we gave this place a duty review the first time. We're going to check it out to make sure that, you know, that we're going to give them a second chance. I, I, down, I'd like to think that if they change some of their outward-facing marketing, that could change some things, too. One, let's not call it Latin Fusion. Okay. Just call it a Mexican restaurant. And own it though. Get rid of the Cuban. Get rid of it. Yeah. If you want, if you really want to have the Cuban on there, put it in like a. Have a special with it. Special. Exactly. That's all there is to it. Just because maybe you love it. But otherwise just stick with Mexican food. It's what your majority. I mean, 99% of your menu was own it. And then let's maybe change up the neon signs on the outside so it doesn't quite look like a gentleman's club as you drive by at night. (laughs) That's just my opinion. And that's because I'm, you know, as a mom driving by there, I can't tell what it is. If it's a restaurant or anything else. But that's just, you know, they they had a dinosaur out there one day flipping (laughs) signs, having it point to say come in to eat. They're trying. They're trying. They're, they're putting it out there. They're trying. I don't know. Best of luck to K Rico. They got Taco Tuesdays, right? It's a dollar. On Tuesdays. Yeah, get chicken one on Tuesdays. Those tacos were good. Moose liked the tacos. Well, that's yeah. that's great. Fantastic. <laughs> good for Moose. <laughs> <laughs> good for K Rico. Yeah, for sure. Um, <sighs> so. This Again. podcast not sponsored by <laughs> K-Rico or Crazy Girl. Holy cow. Yes. Where can you find it, Moose? Uh, well, if you want to go to K-Rico, it is located on, uh, where is it? On 2220 North Center Street, Hickory, North Carolina. It is in the Viewmont area, right across the street from Shooters of Viewmont, adjacent to ABC store. <laughs> adjacent yeah. to Activate <laughs> Nutrition, to and next door to Dante's. That is the most hickory direction you'll ever get. Ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's that. I mean, <laughs> wah, I, don't, wah. I, don't, I feel horrible, but, you know, I'm past the point of, like, that's it. Moose, next time you bring up anything that goes in that spot, we're just not going. Yep. We tried. Um, and we for tried. The, the family and friends of the folks at K Rico, Moose and Friends will be playing uh, their <laughs> next show. Moose, yeah. do you want to tell the uh, audience? Moose, uh, Moose and Friends will be at the Old Hickory Tavern after the City Walk Summer Celebration tomorrow night, June 1st. Well, Check now, speaking of, K Rico has, I've seen, posted like Latin Music Night or something they've had on their Facebook page. Okay. Um, so there's there's been that. I think they, they have these things try to come in. Um, I just really wish that they would maybe get that drink menu up and going. Because that would... Well, if you're going to have music and stuff I mean, like that. That'd be that, nice. That'd be you. nice. So, um, all right. Well, we tried our best. And if you go, go get the tacos at K Rico. Maybe hit them up on a Tuesday. And um, otherwise, you guys got anything to share? Everybody good? All good? All good. We're good. All right. So, um, we have some more shows scheduled and coming along. So, everybody should stay tuned. 
Be sure to check out all the other shows over on TheMesh.TV. We've got a little something for everybody. If you want us to come to your restaurant. <laughs> and dog you on the internet. I mean, that's. You can get out of better, at you better at wake up early that morning and be right on point. <laughs> if you want us to come to your restaurant, then I suggest you listen to other episodes we've done. <laughs> because they've been really good. Yeah, hey. Y'all, we gave. We've given everybody. You don't get to looking like me without knowing good food. So I just say it like that. So we're, we're down to come to your restaurant and you know, we'll, we will do our best. (laughs) But like any good artist, we can, we are only as good as the canvas and the paint that we are given. As a shout out to Kathy Greyhouse. (laughs) But if you have this recommendation, you want to let us know of a place to come Grab us all on the sidewalk. You usually see us all around town. Or you can email us at info at themesh.tv and uh, give us a heads up on some things we should do, try out, or guests we should have on the show. Mm-hmm. All right. So a big shout out and thank you to the United Arts Council and Kathy Greathouse for being our special guest today. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you all. Really appreciated you being it here. It was fun. Y'all are fun. Well, glad to glad to have you around. Thank you for all you do. You're a fabulous ambassador for this area. We're, we are all, uh, Hickory is very, and, and Catawba County, obviously, is very lucky to have you. Thank you. Nice to you, All right. So until next time, say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Love where you live. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.